What's up, everybody, and welcome back in the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. We are here, as promised, for our NFL Wednesday, recapping week 14. And, Tom, I'm totally cool if we don't go over any of the picks from last week because um, I, I just I can't get anything right. How you doing? Yeah, that was uh, once a year, twice a year, I have an all-time bad gambling week, and I had a really bad just gambling, fantasy, everything. I lost in the fantasy playoffs. Lost damn near every bet I made in every sport, not just football. It was a bad week for me too, my friend. And I think we – let me pull it up. I think we had the same record last week. I think we both went one and three. So it's not like I'm setting the world on fire right now myself. You know, we're going to talk about the Chiefs game, of course, the story of the weekend. And uh, if my old friend Kadarius Tony actually knew where the line of scrimmage <laughs> was, I would have won that uh, – I would have won that game pretty easily. But – they're assholes. Anyway, um, let's get into it, Tom, and we will start with Monday Night Football, one of the two games. Let me just ask you, like straight off the bat before we recap the Giants, do you like the two Monday Night games starting at the same time? I, I do not like it. Maybe it has something to do with my team playing in one of the games, but I just don't like it. I don't even – I would rather them give me a football game on a different night. I'd rather them give me a Saturday night game or something where in kind of a sports lull, especially with the weird NBA schedule, the way things went with the uh, in-season tournament. I don't like them starting at the same time. I agree with you. Um, I kind of understand why they do it because it's a week night and they want to get them both – they want to get – I guess, would you think they want to get the best ratings with that approach? I don't know. I feel like if you stagger them an hour or something like they used to, I know like the yeah. first or second week of the season, they would do two. It doesn't necessarily like have to be at the exact apart. same time. Yeah. Both games could be going on, but um, I mean, for me, it's just, I, I think that there's enough football to go around to where we can spread it out. And, and I, I don't see a reason as to why we should ever have a bad Thursday night game. Or a bad any bad primetime games just because sometimes you'll look in that in that middle slate and it's like they're these games are so much better than what they put out there. And I know they put out the schedule early and all these flex they there should be as long as nobody gets hurt, there should be unlimited flexes, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that if Roger Goodell had it his way, that that would be the case, but you can't do that and you can't give teams short notice. Um, and there's travel arrangements and all that that they have to factor in. Of but, course, you know, you definitely- I said if bar yeah. not barring injury, but the things are yeah. the way they are. I just think that they need to set it up better at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, and I think if you if you play the season out three or four weeks in, I mean, they should have the right to redo the entire schedule. Um, just be like, hey, everybody, we're going to take a bye week for everybody, and we're going to rejigger the schedule because <laughs> we do not want Patriots – and Steelers on Thursday night. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. Sports. Sometimes the teams are way worse than you think, too. That's uh, definitely the case. I mean, we know Al Michaels has had it. Um, but let's talk about the Giants. They found a way to beat the Packers on a walk-off field goal after a um, Tommy DeVito-led perfect final drive there. And this was a really good win for the Giants. I know that I have been adamant about wanting the higher draft pick. I've been adamant about the fact that uh, this season has been horseshit, and that Tommy DeVito can't win any games, so keep playing him because he's going to give you the best chance to lose, whereas Tyrod Taylor is a professional backup, could win you a couple games. But, Tom, this defense is winning them some games. Their special teams is winning them some games. And Tommy DeVito has actually looked really good. I don't know what um, 
Brian Dable has has had a game plan with him, but he's decisive. He gets the ball out quick. He's athletic. He can run. He had 71 rushing yards in this game. And there's kind of this whole story going around with him, and they're on a three-game winning streak. I, I, I didn't think I would be rooting for them at this point in the season, but here I am. I, it's kind of still fun when your team wins, I guess. Yeah, a terrible Packers game, but I also wouldn't go out and say that the Packers just completely handed this game to the Giants. Giants scored 24 points. Their offense looked pretty efficient. Both New York offenses, compared to how they look on a weekly basis, looked incredible um, this past weekend. Sloppy game from Green Bay, though, especially when they just entered the hype machine coming off a couple of nice wins, and I was super disappointed to see that they couldn't get this win on the road, especially against, let's face it, even though they won a shitty Giants team. Um, I'm looking at more from the Packers' perspective. What are you guys? Yeah, I mean, you couldn't be playing better football than they than they exactly, play. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, this and the Giants never win in prime time, and you you got a third string quarterback, practice squad guy going out there against one of the hotter teams of in the league. But it was a lot of fun, man. And and listen, if nothing else. The Giants might be finding themselves a real backup quarterback who makes nothing, so they don't have to go that's, out on the market and try to sign somebody what I was else thinking. like a $6 million deal. That's truly what I was thinking. It's like between him and Browning, it's like we have a little resurgence going here. I know. It's the year of the backup quarterback, man, and sometimes the third starter back. Yeah, it's also the year of the absolute – I think it's more the year of the shit quarterback. <laughs> in, in one way or another, it, it really much is. Um for the Packers, is this just a blip on the radar? Do you feel confident about them getting in the playoffs, or is this a game that's going to derail them? I think, I think, I think they'll still find a Not way to get in. Not at their schedule, just based off of how they've been playing. What's your confidence level in them? Yeah, I think it was more of a trap game. More of a I trap. Think you're game. right. I think you're right. I think all the mojos in the Giants in the Giants bandwagon right now. We'll see how much longer it lasts, but. That just felt inevitable. And I got to tell you, though, man, when Saquon fumbled that football, I was like, I went from thinking we're going to, he's going to waltz into the end zone to, oh, of course we're going to lose this game. Green Bay goes down the field and scores. But, you know, their defense had been playing really well. I don't know how they allow that final drive to happen. I mean, they, DeVito had all day. I know. And Wondell Robinson was running wide open. It's truly amazing. Uh, what a guy that can, I, I mean, every quarterback in the NFL has some zip on their arm. Obviously, to get you there, it's amazing what these any quarterback can do when they're given that much time. Zero sacks allowed by the Giants' offensive line. That excellent game. Much maligned. The excellent game. I listen. I I don't think everything's lost here. Yes, the Giants have moved to five and eight, and you guys were keeping your eyes on the top two picks, and you were having the quarterback debates in your head, and that's probably going to go away between the Patriots and the. Panthers giving the pick to the Bears and whatnot, but you know, I, I still think you're going to be able to get a franchise-changing piece. And again, if you get a backup quarterback out of it for nothing, I mean, I, I'm in it for the story alone. I think it's hilarious. I mean, now the agents involved because he looks like fucking 2023 version of Paulie from The Sopranos. <laughs> it's like if AI, if you ask AI to generate an image of Paulie in 2023, his agent would pop up. Absolutely. And you got the parents, you know, tailgating at the game yeah. with the giant spread. I mean, it's a great story, dude. It really is. And and that's where people should leave it because it could all end on Sunday if he has a bad quarterback game and the, and the uh, Saints kill him. But 
for right now, it's a great story. And and what I said on the pod to two weeks ago is is still ringing true. I watched the Giants absolutely quit on Pat Shermer and McAdoo and Joe Judge. And this team is playing for Brian Dable. Yeah. And they're playing for Wink Martindale. So in a compromised situation, this team has a lot of fight. And that's fun to see, too. No doubt about it. It's definitely it's definitely reassuring. Uh, moving on to the other New York team, the Jets beat the Texans. Um, I don't remember exactly when Strad went out, but he went down with a concussion. Uh, I, it's not looking like he's going to play this week. I'm not sure. You know that that is a uh, I forgot what they say about those injuries. They're not time doesn't matter for for head injuries. Um, I used to know. No, you need the symptoms to go away. Yeah. Um, I, I forgot what it, uh, what the saying was, but, um, listen, 30 points for the Jets offense had three touchdowns. I don't know if it was their best game of the season, but it sure as shit felt like it. Uh, Zach Wilson, the only thing I can chalk it up to, and he said it himself is, but if I play bad, what are they going to do? Bench me. Maybe he's playing free. Maybe it's an air of confidence. Believe it or not. I think confidence has a hell of a lot to do with the quarterback position. Um, I had a lot of fun watching this game. Let's just not win too many. I want to keep a high draft pick. That's pretty much it. And obviously the defense against a uh, – who played backup? Was that Mills? Yeah. Um, against him, uh, they're, they're going to show out. That's that's an elite defense. It's such an elite defense. And it, it had me – this game had me really shaking my head for a couple of reasons. One, first of all, it was 0-0 at the end of the first half. Uh, so this score is deceiving if you didn't follow along with the game. It was literally 0-0 yep. zero, zero turnovers and punts ruled the first half. Um, the other aspect of it, too, is where has this where has this game plan been Offense, offensively, dude? Like, you just tell him to go let it rip, and he's making plays, and he's making these off-schedule throws and – I mean, listen, I am not ever going to sit back and say Zach Wilson's good, but he showed glimpses of why you would have picked him three year, or two years ago. So uh, to me, I'm just like, where the hell has this been? And I do agree with him. And then the report came out the other day. I forget what publication had it that, that reported that Salah had told him that, the, that they are trading him and he is not going to be a Jet next year. So maybe he just went out there and said, fuck you. I don't care if I throw a pick. Like you said, what are they going to do, bench me again? But I would just be fucking shaking my head and pounding the table, Ben. Like, where has this been? Instead, they just keep the handcuffs on him and don't let him do anything. What are we trading him for, by the way? That Salah had to be an asshole and go out and say that. Seventh round pick. It's like, yeah, no shit. Like Like that. That's stupid that he said that. It's we we have Aaron Rodgers, and as long as he's cleared to play, he's gonna play. So it's like Zach Wilson's not that much of an idiot. He fucking knows he's not the quarterback next year. Stupid. I'm I'm happy for Zach. He's been through a lot. Uh, I don't know him, but by all accounts, he's just an idiot, but a good person. And I mean, I'm happy for him. I, 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 I hope he does enough to where. Actually, I was gonna say this, but then that's crazy, given the fucking agita that he's given me the last couple of years. I was saying I was gonna say I hope he plays his way into a backup role. I hope he plays his way into a backup role somewhere else. That's it, and I think then that seems to be the direction. That the arrow is pointing. It just is upsetting that for a second straight year, you've let a defense, which I, the defense was really good last year. The defense this year is on another level. Yeah, we let it go to waste. Takeaways. You just let it go to waste. It just fucking sucks, man. Um, yeah, you're so, telling me. Uh, well, <laughs> it's just like you see games like this, and it's like, 
they embarrassed CJ Stroud. I know he got hurt with the concussion, like you said, but before he was, he got hurt. I mean, they embarrassed him. They made him look really pedestrian. And you're talking about the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it's it's truly a shame. Oh man, our D, our D, our offense is so bad that we're not even a five hundred team. Because you could say that if our offense was just even mediocre with a defense that great, we should be five hundred. That's how bad we in are. a wide open AFC. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of two se- teams that are most likely out of the AFC, the Steelers are on the on the fringe here. They're on the fence fence waiting to get pushed off. Fence. I sound like uh Collinsworth. And um <laughs> Pass Rush. Yes. And the Patriots who are obviously out. Don't matter. I don't know what the hell's going on over in New England with Belichick and whatnot. Patriots and Zappy go out and win a game twenty one to eighteen. Um both these teams suck. <laughs> that is expert analysis what people are dying to hear it's true what else you want me to say? Are, there's nothing else to say uh just to backtrack one tidbit for the giants and jets um both new york quarterbacks won offensive players of the week devito in the nfc um okay the ravens beat the rams 37 31 in overtime on a walk-off punt return. Um, Tom, the Ravens, they looked like they should be dominating this game, but they gave up some points to the to a Matt Stafford-led uh, Rams offense who just has playmakers all over the field. But you look at the Ravens, and I know they won this game, but they, they still leave a lot to be desired, and I still don't trust their receivers because you had Flowers dropping everything that came his way again. He did, and then OBJ, who was looking good at certain points, just was not getting any separation today against some eh, corners for for the Rams. But I was really impressed with the Rams. Obviously, they go. Did get a touchdown though. He did, he did. But at the end of the day, there was a couple of deep balls that he just couldn't get to and whatnot um, that I saw. The Rams, I was impressed with their offense. They go as Stafford goes. If he gets hurt, it's a wrap. Um, so many of their plays are off schedule like you said earlier with Zach Wilson and and him just making a play or Nakua or Cup or whoever just getting yak yards um this is kind of a backyard offense I'm having a lot of fun watching it um and then yeah as for the Ravens it's like this is what makes me wonder if they're a true Super Bowl contender because they can go out and have games like these where they just don't step on the throat maybe it was because they got word that I bet on them um, and then they said, let's just bring it to overtime so we can all, we only have to score the six points and not kick the uh, extra penalty for the seventh. It was I, I'm pissed off about them. And that's the only thing for me is I, I just don't see the killer instinct in the Ravens sometimes. And there's sloppy play, like you said. And without Andrews, this team looks way different. I know they put up 37, but they still look way different. Yeah, they really put up 31, which is still pretty good to win most games. I mean, likely... Um, is a solid tight end. He's not Andrews, but you know, you look at Lamar's numbers, he had a man, game, though. and he's, yeah, he did. I mean, Lamar's playing at the MVP type level right now. Uh, he is really, really good, but it doesn't feel as electric as it did in 2019. Um, it feels more like he's doing it within the confines of an offense that, as opposed to him being the offense, I'm fine. And with I know that. he has to deal with some, what's that? I'm fine with that. I, I, I think I that's way more sustainable. It's just, they don't have the freaking weapons now to, to sustain it i think they have the weapons they don't have the reliability i mean flowers can go from doing one thing that it shows he's the best receiver in this rookie class to 
you can't throw him the ball because he's dropping it each time. Like you said, Odell, he can get separation at times, but not consistently. Um, likely is good, but he's obviously not Andrews. Bateman is what he is. Um, this is going to be an offense that if they score 24 to 31 points in a game, I think they have a chance because their defense is still pretty good. But you see them have lapses like they did in this game, um, giving up wide open throws to to Cooper Cup and Nakua. Yeah, they got they got killed pretty bad, and uh, yeah, their secondary is in trouble as well. All right, Saints beat the Panthers twenty eight to six. This does not deter me on my feelings about the Saints at all. I still think they suck, and to be honest, I think I'm taking your Giants this week. I'm not even going to talk Ooh. about the Panthers. I'd rather just see what you're trying to do this week about your Giants and the Saints. Um, well, do we want to say it now or do we want to wait till our pick segment? I've already said it, so if you want to, go ahead. I mean, for I'll me, take the, I'm taking the Giants. Yeah, I mean, I just don't trust the Saints team at all. I, I know, again, this is another division where it's like, who is it? Who? It's almost like we got to force somebody to take that playoff spot. Um, but I just the Saints. This Saints offense is just so terrible. Just it is. It's like you know other offenses suck, but you know I'm trying to think of a team where it's like their offense sucks, but at least it's fun. Sometimes like the Saints is just the most boring, vanilla, three and out every time kind of offense. I I know they scored 28, but it's against the Panthers. Come on. It's against the Panthers, and their defense was playing great. And again, I, their defense has been good all year, so I don't want to bash them. But when you play the Panthers, your defense is going to definitely move up some rank, move up the rankings um, yeah. from that week. Um, you know, they still have some real players on the defensive side of the ball. But I agree. I mean, their offense is just—it's stagnant. It's vanilla. It's generally unproductive. Um, but they got this win this week. Um, Bengals, the story of Jake Browning continues. They beat up on the Colts 34-14. There was no Minshew magic in this game. And, dude, for the second straight week, Browning is saving this uh, this Cincinnati season. He He's actually looked really, really good. They had Mixon running the ball well, scored a couple touchdowns. That's the recipe for success, and then let your defense get after it. Truly, man. He, he has looked amazing, super precise, got a little zip on the ball, too. They're getting Mixon. They're leaning on him, which I love. I think Mixon's always had a little more in the tank than they let him. Um, and, and he plays hurt, which I love on top of that. Their defense getting after the passer really well. I mean, I don't know. This AFC North, it's like not really the North because the Ravens kind of have a stranglehold on it, but just this division in general. Every team's over 500. Uh, it's, I really enjoy watching this division play except for the Steelers. Fuck the Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers are a hard watch and have been even when they were winning. It's amazing how this season's transpiring, though, because when Burrow got hurt on that Thursday night, we were thinking, so, okay, this season's over for them, and, and these teams can beat up on them now in the AFC North. This is my Super Bowl pick, man. I know, dude. I mean, you can still cling to it. Listen, I don't think that would be um, that would be better than Nick Foles, probably, if Browning went out and won the Super Bowl, but... I don't see that happening, but I mean, hey, can he can he have kind of uh, a Taylor Heineke against Tom Brady type game in the playoffs? Maybe. Well, let's segue into another AFC North team. Uh, the Browns beat the Jaguars 31-27. The Browns do not lose at home. And Joe Flacco got another win. Um, 
And this is a guy that he, he still makes throws. I know we talked about the Rams game that they lost and he threw a bad interception, but he was zipping it in that game. And he looked really competent in this game too. And that Browns defense, man, like I said, they're just different at home. I was disappointed with the Jaguars. I know Lawrence played uh, through a high ankle sprain and that's really tough to do, but he didn't look a hundred percent at all. Missed some throws through three interceptions. Um, if, I swear, man, if the Browns could just play every game at home, I might pick them to go to the Super Bowl, and that includes with Joe Flacco. Yeah, Jaguars got off to a real slow start in this one, which is kind of reassuring to me because it felt like that Lawrence was getting his confidence back throughout the game, um, but it just really wasn't enough to come back because, like you said, Flacco is playing like it's 2011 or something. I don't even remember if he was good then, but forever ago. Um, yeah, I, for me, it's like if Cleveland, again, like you said, their defense at home just shows up. They, uh, the Jaguars went for two twice when they didn't have yeah. to, and that ended up being the difference in the game. That's kind of agree a, with those decisions or do you no, think I that, don't. Hey, let's save it. Yeah. Hey, save it. The first, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't have to compile the first mistake with the second one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like a double down situation where it's like you don't have to do this. I know it's sometimes in gambling when it feels like you have to. You don't actually <laughs> have to. You can if you just take a deep breath, or at least me personally, if I take a deep breath, it close my phone and walk away. It, like I'll forget about it. You know, maybe that's you should what. Pass uh, along, yeah, you should pass along your gambling advice and and to Doug Peterson. And yeah, man, I was gonna say. I mean. Advice. It's not like you can just close your eyes for five minutes like I can with my phone, but just maybe five deep breaths and then and then you don't do it again. It, it, it just I understand it from the standpoint now because you used to not do it until the very end of the game until you had to. And I understand the analytics now of saying, hey, just do it now, like go for it now. That way, you know whether you got it or not and you can game plan accordingly. But there's still times where I'm like, you know, it's it's not all attempts are created equal and maybe now is not the best time to do this. You know, like first, first minute or two of the fourth quarter, whenever they scored and went for it the first time. Cause then it could be just a major momentum killer where you're like, well, if we score, we got to do it again and we didn't get it last time. So who the hell knows if we can get it this time? Uh, you're, you're a hundred percent right. I couldn't agree with you more. And again, there's situations where I think it's totally cool to go for it, but not all the time. And, and a couple of these instances, I, I think that Peterson kind of, ruin their chances um bucks beat the falcons 29 25 the desmond ritter show continues i i swear man every game he does something that makes me think this guy's a keeper and then he does one thing that makes me think this you got to get him off the field right this second um i don't know what else to say they had this game but baker leads the the bucks on a last on a last uh drive to win this game. Um, I feel like these two teams are so similar and one of them is going to win this division. <laughs> I was just about to say, Sean, who's winning this division? Oh, right now I would probably say Tampa, but I don't feel great about yeah, that. How about, I'll, I'll ask you next week. You'll say Atlanta. That's kind of how I'm doing probably. it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't like either Who of gives them. a shit, man? I can't <laughs> wait to bet against them in the playoffs. That's all I know. It's bad, dude. Um, you know, again, I just... I don't know how to gauge Ritter. He has 11 touchdowns and he has nine interceptions and however many fumbles inside the, he inside sucks. the red zone. He sucks, dude. He's, he's, he's not a winning quarterback in the NFL. The thing that makes me happy about how you say that is it goes against 
the nerds and 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 kind of the real like but NFL here's the thing hipsters that look at his super advanced numbers and i'm say a big he's actually good here's how i am bro i'm a big analytics guy but as you know and as people that know me know i'm also a black and white kind of guy like mm-hmm. i'm not really much for the gray areas my kids are probably gonna hate that but like look <laughs> You could throw all these fucking numbers at me, but I watch him play and I look at his record and he fucking sucks, okay? I use analytics all the time when I bet, especially when I'm betting well, but it's like some of this shit, you got to use your eyes too. That's why you use them as a tool, not a fucking crutch. Yep, 100%. And that's, you know, my buddy Grant, who I I reference sometimes because he was listening to our pod. And he'll, he texted me Sunday. He's like, Zach Wilson looked really good today. I was like, I don't want to hear it. It was 0-0 zero, zero at the end of the first half. <laughs> yeah, like, if he had said Zach Wilson looked really good in the second half, he's making some sense there. Yeah, and he did win AFC Offensive Player of the Week, which I had an, have an issue with, but he still won the award. You can't take it away oh, from him. Oh, come on. Like, what come do you, on. What is, the, is that going to be on his fucking tombstone or something that you got an issue with it? It's fit. What is it going to be part of his Hall of Fame's induction <laughs> resume? Hey, I have an issue with Tommy DeVito winning NFC. Come on, man. Ah, they wanted to fire up New York. Come on. They were both fine. They were fine, and that was all they were. Yeah. Um, you gotta, I, okay. think, I think as a quarterback, if you're going to win that, that award, you got to put up at least at least, thir- at least 35. You can't go from looking like you shouldn't be playing to then having a good half and be like, yep, that's our guy. Again, people, watch the full games, please. Bears beat the Lions 28-13, got vindication from that loss that they had a couple weeks ago when they were up 12 in the fourth quarter. They kicked the shit out of the Lions, and and I know the narrative exists, and you can't get away from the narrative until they change it. But Jared Goff in the cold is bad. and this is <laughs> It's not a narrative, bro. It's just facts at this point. This, this is where I will was- use the analytics. Yeah, the offense was just sputtering from the gate. But my biggest issue, Tom, and it has been for a long time now, going back to that first Bears game, this this Lions defense is starting to suck. I mean, they made Justin Fields. Yeah, we said it last week. Yeah, they made Justin Fields look like fucking, you know, Dante Culpepper in his prime. Like, what? (laughs) he's really good running around, but... I mean, it, they were letting him light up the light up the passing game. It, it was just, it was pretty embarrassing, honestly. I would have gone with Johnny Unitas there just to go with the very rare cross racial comp. Um, well, I wanted to go with the mobile quarterback because obviously he was running all over the place. Wow, well, come on, watch the highlights of Johnny Unitas. He's like Michael Vick before Michael Vick. Did you watch the highlights of Johnny Unitas? I've seen him. He can run. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking of Fran Tarkenton. I am. God damn it. I'm getting the two <laughs> wrong. Um, but yeah, that's my comp for Justin Fields, Fran Tarkenton. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am I'm. don't even know where I'm at with the Lions. Like the Bear, it, it feels like these teams are ships crossing in the night. One's going up, one's going down because the Bears have looked really good the past couple of weeks. And the Lions have continued to decline, falling off all the way to this embarrassing loss against the Bears. Um Again, yeah, like you said, golf sucks in the cold. He also sucks that there's even a semblance of a pass rush. And, and this defense has been disappointing for about a month now. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, we kind of you know raised eyebrows and talked amongst ourselves in question when the Bears acquired Montez Sweat, the trade deadline. They weren't going anywhere. Why are you giving up a second-round pick for the guy? Well, they gave him an extension quick, so that made sense. But this guy has had an insane 
impact on that front four. So you got to give credit where credit is due. That was an impactful move, and it's really good job by the scouting department. Mm-hmm. Good job by the scouting department. Speaking of extensions, Juan Soto's open to an extension. Get it done. Get it way. done before he ha- hits three twelve with forty five home runs and one hundred and twenty three RBIs. Yeah, and then it's going to be five hundred million, and every other team will have a chance for him. So exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then at that point, it just becomes a money grab. Uh, where were we? Okay, 49ers beat the Seahawks 28-16. to I don't know what's going on with Draymond Green slash DK Metcalf, but, <laughs> you know, I, he's costing his team fucking games now at this point. And, and they weren't really in this game, but, I mean, between his play on the field where he hasn't been getting his, you know, there was a couple of deep balls where I just feel like he gave up on them. I don't know if you got that from somewhere or you came up with that on your own, but that was really good. Uh, I like that a lot. Which one? After the Draymond DK Metcalf. Well, I just, I, I do, I was listening to the Simmons pod and he mentioned Draymond and then, I don't know, I was just like, DK's doing that shit too. I don't know if it was him in my head, but yeah, thank you. Um, but just the, the Fred Warner thing was very weird. Yeah, it, it was. Listen, these teams don't like each other and, and, there's I love that. Thank you. Really, really. An, an, uh, <laughs> Hashtag, what do you say? Hashtag analysis. These teams don't like each other. Yeah, that's right. It's straight up true. I mean, there seems to be a fight all the time. Obviously, you remember back 10 years ago. Sherman and Crabtree. Yeah, exactly right. So it goes back a while. But at the end of the day, the 49ers just kicked the shit out of the Seahawks. And they've been doing it for a couple of years again now. Um, Brock Purdy's really good. I'm going to leave it at that. Debo went nuts in this game. Debo has been having an incredible year, especially the past couple of weeks. He missed those couple weeks along with Trent Williams when they lost those three in a row. And you say, ah, they still have enough talent. They should be getting it done. You watch them when they're at full strength. uh, And we're going to talk about the Cowboys later. I still don't think we have to. Uh, We should. Yeah, we should. All right. Yeah, I don't think there's there's even a team within seven points of the Niners when they're playing the way they played in this game. On the heels of kicking the shit out of Philly in Philly. I mean, they're, there's nothing that you they can had really their, point They to. had their, their stinker games. I, they might win out from here. They, there's nothing you can point to to say, I don't know, I don't think they can go to the Super Bowl. Yep. If you're saying that, you just, you're going with a gut feeling, I guess, because you watch them play and you say that's the best team in the NFL. It's not um, even close. Uh, no, and it's not. It's like it seems way, way further than it has been in a while. We got two games here that I don't think we have to spend much time on. Um, the Vikings beat the Raiders three to nothing. This is a game that should have been banished from television. You're not allowed to write <laughs> in the papers about it. We should have just expunged it from the record. And the only people that knew about it were the ones that were there, and they could just have that special moment together. I'll spend less time on this than the Patriots Steelers. Uh, Josh Dobbs went back to being Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins uh, Mm. drove him down the field so they could kick a field goal and win a scoreless game. Fucking disgusting. Uh, Broncos beat the Chargers. Uh, uh, The Charger season is over. Herbert gets hurt in this game. Uh, It was going to be already because he He, wasn't uh, playing very well. Neither was the team. Broncos, bro. Broncos making a little bit of a push here. What do you think? Six out of seven. Um, they obviously About are a team that has, yep, they were a team that have found their identity. 
and they're doing it with defense. They're doing it with game managing rush. They're doing it with a running game. They're a uh, Big Ten football fully, team. And you know what? That's really that's a really run good the ball, comment. run the ball, run the ball, punt the ball, run the ball. Yep, throw, convert third and twos um, on the pass in the passing game to have a healthy Cortland Sutton. I mean, you just get reminded of why this guy's so good. That was a nice uh, catch he had. That one hander. Uh, that was that was beautiful. Better than Beckham's. As, oh, stop! Just it. kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I knew. I want to see how vehemently that. you would defend that. Uh, it, when you say something that outlandish, it's not worth getting raising your voice out for too much. Um, when you look at the Chargers, it, I feel like this was. It feels like they're going to be finally put out of their misery. You mentioned that Herbert wasn't playing well anyway. He I has think not they shut played him down, well this dude. season. Well, he broke his finger, so he can't play anyway. It's his it's his index finger on his throwing hand, so he's done important. for the year. Definitely important. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, is Staley bro, honestly, done for the year? For, for Staley, his career. Staley should just say, you know what, I'm not showing up to work. I know you guys want to fire me. Um, I don't feel like watching Easton Stick play quarterback for the next five I weeks. think that should be his punishment. I think it's like, listen, we'll pay the rest of your contract out, but you got to coach these games like you're like you're fighting for the playoffs. Uh, it feels right. Yeah. I mean, between between the offense with, with Kellen Moore, that, that just looks terrible. Um, Herbert... I mean, I don't care. Again, we're gonna. I'm gonna mention the stupid NFL hipster analytics people. I know that upsets you. He's not that good. I'm sorry. He has all the intangibles. He has the potential to be. He has past stats that are eye popping, but he has not won a big game. He has not led his team on a final drive, and over the span of the last couple weeks, he's been dog shit against teams that are not great. Like, the Broncos have a good defense. The Patriots have a good defense. These are not the 85 Bears here. So, I mean, listen, I'm just tired of the narrative of hearing how great he is. I I don't think he is that great. Would I still take him to lead my franchise right now? Absolutely, but that's more because the league is so bereft of talent with the quarterback play. But he got his money before the season. He's very well taken care of. The Chargers are not going to move on from him. But this, this team is a dumpster fire. It really is bad. And... I mean, they they should be an easy win for everybody else who has them on their schedule. Absolutely, I the the jury is very much still out on Herbert for me, though. I I think he can turn it around with that kind of skill. Um, all right, the Bills beat the Chiefs twenty to seventeen. You mentioned the Tony thing, which I know you were giggling about, part, half giggling because you did it was one of your picks, but you know that's you hate him so. I do hate him. I think he fucking sucks. And, you know, for a couple things. One, this is the second game he's cost them this year. Uh, week one, obviously, he dropped the pass. Um, that would have set up the game-winning field goal. Um, and he's been bad this year. Dan Orlovsky did a breakdown showing that four times in this game he lined up off the line of scrimmage. He doesn't – and I blame the fact that he just doesn't play enough. Maybe he doesn't know where the line of scrimmage is because he's never on the fucking field complaining about his fucking hamstring or God knows what else. And listen, I was high on him when the Giants drafted him, and he's an electric playmaker. We saw that punt return in the Super Bowl. But he's so enigmatic. He's such a troubled player. He's not a winning player. And I have animosity towards him because of the shit he said about the Giants when they traded him. And then Mr. Travis Kelsey decided to get on his podcast last year 
after one practice with him and said, I don't know how the Giants will let him out of their building. Well, do you know now? Because he's cost <laughs> you two games in the standings. He cost you a Hall of Fame type play. That that lateral that Kelsey threw to him that was, was so one sick. of the best plays I've ever seen. And I'm not being hyperbolic. That was absolutely incredible. That he, he caught that, that ball with like defenders around him and somehow gripped it in through a perfect spiral right to his face mask. It was, it, dude, it, you could not have drawn it up more perfectly. And the fact that he cost them in that game, I know Mahomes went on his tirade and then he took it back yesterday, which I was glad to hear because you don't do that, especially when you've been the beneficiary of so many calls and will continue to be. He was a foot off the line of scrimmage. You make that call every time. He probably, the refs who were probably thinking, there's no way he's doing this again. He didn't <laughs> check with the line. I judge. thought you were supposed to so check. I mean, listen, I played one year of high school football and I didn't even fucking play offense and it's like aren't you supposed to check did you play? defensive back i was a wide receiver but we only ran the ball so i just stopped i just kept fucking up the plays so i didn't have to block i like that that sounds accurate <laughs> yeah but um yeah i mean i just know that you inherently if you're like the last guy on either side like you just give the ref a little like hey am i good and he was not good at all it was it's not like it was a toe it was like up to the it was like up to his heel offsides and i it's so it was so blatant and, and you know couldn't even I, see the right. ball you couldn't see the fucking ball <laughs> how is the I, ref going to know if there's any false starts he can't see the ball it's just amazing and, and listen, I obviously wanted to win the pick, and, I, and it would have been great to have that pick uh, hit for me and go two and two this week. But I get more Kadarius Tony fucking up because he got awarded to go to a great situation for, by a Giants team that took the high road instead of telling him to rot. So anything that he can do, I wish him nothing but the worst, and I hope that he will continue to screw them up. I truly think Mahomes, when he lashed out at the refs and all that, I think it was because he can't show up his teammate on the sideline. But I think that that outrage and, and that just tirade was really aimed at Tony because it's just – and his wide receivers as a whole, Valdez Scantling dropped that pass. That would I only like Rice. There, I like Rice, and listen, Kelsey's the safety well, blanket, of but he's not he's not elite anymore, even though he has his moments. Um, their, their wide receivers are going to be the death of them, man, and Mahomes is seeing a year wasted by having to throw to these clowns. Well, there's a couple of things to go with that. He did get paid a lot of money, didn't he? Oh, he sure did. <laughs> and when you get paid a lot of money in a salary cap league, that means they can't pay other people a lot of money. So, kinda you are why, right. Kind of why Tyree Kill left. But there, are, there are other. Of course, of course. You can bring in. But yes, I hear your point. I hear your point. Um, but some of these, I mean, I understand. But let's. I, that's that's the only thing I'm saying is let's not pretend like uh, you know the the front office of the Chiefs and Andy Reid and whatnot forgot how to scout talent all of a sudden this is just what happens yep uh i think there's going to be an overhaul and they're going to really look at the trade market and 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 free agents that are a little bit more dependable because these guys are they're they're just they're not dependable at all as for the bills for me it's like for me it's like they would if they had adam thielen on their team i think they and he stayed healthy they'd be a super bowl team how much did he cost 
I think he got what sixteen million for two years, something like that. Yeah, but how much is that? You know what I'm mean? like? Like he's a guy where it's like he's so sure-handed. That's just a perfect Patty Mahomes type guy as a safety net. Like you got to go out and get guys like that. Stop, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes probably lashing out because he's like, how much longer do I have to do this? Oh, absolutely. I, I think he's really. This is, uh, you know, the second week in a row that his third week in a row, really, that his receivers betrayed him. Um, going back to that Eagle game again, and obviously week one was memorable, too. They probably should have two or three more wins than they do. As for the Bills, man, I was impressed. Uh, they obviously would have lost that game if that if that play manifested. But you look at you look at this team and with a lot of adversity that they were facing and all the Sean McDermott comments that that came out. They Josh Allen was great in this game. He was great, as well as Cook. I was yep. really impressed with the way their defense stepped up as well, holding the Chiefs to seventeen points. Um, I mean, it would have been more obviously if Tony wasn't off sides, but nonetheless, I mean, it was it was a great game, and and I mean the Bills they kind of have to. I, I mean, we can do a schedule check, but they kind of have to win out. You know? They definitely, they definitely have to keep winning ball games. Um, now the AFC yeah. East looks a little bit more interesting, and the Dolphins do not have. Wow, the Dolphins do not have anywhere near a cakewalk of a schedule. I mean, they play the Jets this week, but after that, it's a gauntlet. It's Cowboys, Ravens, and then Buffalo. Well, Buffalo gets Dallas this week, so yeah, it's no cakewalk for them either. So it's going to be interesting. And then, I mean, you got to be feeling good if you're the Actually, no, you're not. <laughs> Whoa, this could get really interesting, man. This could come down to week 18, bro. It, it very, it, it definitely should come down to week 18 because after after this week, it's Chargers, Patriots for the Bills, and then they face the Dolphins. There, there you go. It, it's going to be fascinating to see, brother. I, I think that this, I think that the Bills are that team where you would hate to have them not make it because you know they can beat anybody. It's kind of like the college football playoff where it's like, oh, fuck, we don't want to keep this team the Bills. out because they can beat anybody. But they, they, their fate over a 17-game season, you know, they're going to kick themselves over that week one loss to your team a of couple course. of the other the games. Bills, bro, the Bills are that team where every year we hear the same statistic that this many teams miss the playoffs that make the playoffs from last year. And we always say, we always go through it and it's like, well, I don't have that this year. And the Bills are just that outlier team where even uh, in 10 years, I'm going to say that Bills team should have made the playoffs, but they didn't. They're just that outlier team. Yeah. They feel like they can beat you any week and that they can lose to anyone any week. Yep. And that's usually what 500 or slightly above 500 teams are, you know? No doubt about it. Um, All right. What do we have? One game left here? Two games left. Two games left. Excuse me. Cowboys beat the Eagles thirty-three to thirteen on Sunday Night Football. This was—I don't know, man. Might be the biggest statement game of the year. Um, I'm gonna have to talk to Will Smith. Make sure he can come on this week. But this is definitely a week I want to have him on. Actually, it's really a week I don't want to have him on, but it's a week we should have him on. How about that? I think we have to be objective. Listen, everybody exactly. who listens knows how. We feel about the Cowboys and how their season will eventually be determined, but we got to give credit where credit is due because if they were not playing this way, we would be mocking them. And that's listen, we'll let Stephen A. take care of that. Um, this was an absolute beatdown, and I know the Eagles are struggling. You know they 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 barely beat 
the Chiefs. They barely beat the Bills, and then they lost the week before um, to San Francisco. But this is the second week in a row they got killed by a team that they're probably going to have to get through, maybe both of them, to get to a Super Bowl um, repeat. And, dude, honestly, Dallas, I know we, we were hyping up San Francisco before. I would still take San Francisco. But I don't know how you look at Dallas and say that that team can't be anybody on any day because their offense right now is a given thing. You know they're going to score thirty points in a game. They're, they like they are just so in sync with everything. Their their game planning is flawless. Dak is playing at an MVP type level, but when their defense plays like this, it, it, you, there are not many teams in the entire NFL that's better than Dallas. No, not at all. Um, and we with the with the going down of uh, Trayvon Diggs, we were very concerned about that secondary, but Gilmore has turned back the clock to pretty much his defensive player of the year type season. Um, and then that other corner with the 7 million pick sixes looks amazing. Obviously their pass rush is there. And then what it is for me is Dak feels like something clicked with him. He's playing better than I've really ever seen him play more consistently. And that might have something to do with the fact that he's starting to trust Cooks a lot more and the fact that, um, what's his face, C.D. Lamb is really turning into like a top three wide receiver in football. And then let's give a little credit to Mike McCarthy too. I mean, the, the guy's doing it up, you know. we I still have to see it in the playoffs. I'm still I'm probably going to pick against the Cowboys in the second round if they face another team that's very good, but McCarthy's been just play calling has been off the charts. No, he's been awesome, and he came back for this game uh, after his appendicitis. So, th- listen, I, I, we know that we need to see him manage the game and manage the clock and win it when adversity is coming their way. We need to see Dak uh, not throw the the – dangerous you know season ending interception but for right now they are as good as anybody and you can't take that away from them no doubt about it man you you absolutely can't uh will's got to be over the moon this honestly i was i mean when, when was the last time the cowboys won the super bowl 1990 the 94 95 season yeah. i think so, I mean, I know that the Cowboys have a very rich history, but for me, they've never been good since I was alive. So this is honestly one of the better seasons I can remember of them. I was talking to people at work, and I said, you know, the Cowboys are always good, but I've really only felt like there were two years where they lost where I thought they were probably the best, the best team in the NFC. And that was that 2007 year when they lost to the Giants, and then the uh, the 2014 team where um, the Des Bryant famous non catch catch or catch non catch. Other than that, I feel like you know they were not the better team when they lost in the postseason. Um, but this year, I feel like you can make a case. Now, if they play at San Fran and they lose, I will certainly say that that's a hard game to win. But if this if the playoffs go through Dallas, I would pick them in pretty much every game. Yeah, I mean, right now, dude, they look tough to beat. And this has been over almost the entire season, so it's not like we're, we're trying to use recency bias here. I don't want Dallas to be good, everyone. I promise you that. And I want it even less. Yes, you do. It's funny with these two teams. I I will always hate the Eagles more because in my formative years they they were the team that gave me the most anguish to my Giants. But 
I hate them both. And living down here and all the fucking cowboy fans, I, I don't know. That that would be really hard to deal with watching them win. Yeah, I I hear you. And and for me, it's just one person, <laughs> and and he might yeah. be Will Will Smith winning a Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl. I say this with all the love in the world. Might be more annoying than the entire state of Texas, and that's a big place. <laughs> so I might big... actually be in a worse spot than you. Oh man! <laughs> well, you'll hear knowing from Will, Will too. Though. I don't Never think I, I knowing Will. I don't think that's hyperbole. I think you mean every word that you're saying. Yeah, but the thing is, you Will has your phone number too, so you're in you're in a worse spot than me. Um, yeah, but I'm not family, and I can block him, and I don't have to see him. That's a good point. But you know that I'm also the type I'm of asshole that, that would. Well, if it ever happened, you know that I would do something crazy like figure out a way to get you two together, even though you live halfway across the country. I would do it. Yeah, when it comes to being diabolical, you'll stop at nothing. Um, no, I Titans beat. <laughs> and I like to beat. light the world on fire just to watch it burn. <laughs> That's right. You got a lot of Joker in you. Uh, Titans beat the Dolphins 28-27 on Monday Night Football. I got to be honest, Tom, I didn't really see this crazy comeback because obviously I was paying attention to the comeback that the Giants had. Um, but listen, this is a really bad loss for Miami. Uh, it doesn't loss. matter how you want to say it because – I know Tyreek got hurt in this game. He left again. Completely ruined. By the way, I, I watched I watched this game more than I watched the other one because I had uh, a couple of fantasy players involved in this one. And, and for me, it was like the second Tyreek went out, it, it felt like the vibe that it gave me, at least I could feel it through the television, was that like somebody died. It's a completely different team. And it's like you when still have Jalen Waddle. You still have A-Chain. And you and you still have Mostert and and Braxton Berrios is a halfway decent wide receiver. Like you still have weapons. Everybody relax. I know. I I don't know what short circuits for them when Tyree goes out. I'm not I'm not downplaying his significance and how incredible he is. And if it wasn't a QB award, he could be up for MVP. But I th- like you said, you just named the rest of the cast, man. It's still really good. But I blame their defense. I mean, their defense. How do you how do you let that happen? How do you give up those big plays to Will Levis, who had been really struggling? Um, the Titans offensively over the last several weeks have done nothing to merit coming back and winning this game. So that's a bad, bad job by the Miami defense. Bad, bad job by the Miami defense. And, I, you know, Xavier Howard had an incredible game. And Ramsey barely got picked on. But, I mean... You see, did you see Levis just run over Ramsey on that one play? Yeah, that was that was a tough scene. I, I'm starting to really like Levis. I am. Hopkins, Hopkins. That was an that was an amazing. Well, you didn't you missed it because you were watching the Giants game. But the battle between Howard and Hopkins was a lot of fun. Mm. That's a that's a good matchup, man. It is. All right, let's recap some picks again, Sean. I had a probably the worst gambling week I've had since last season um, between college basketball. And the NFL, it just feels like everything lost. Even fantasy football, I fucking thought I was going to get slick. The big dogs. What happened? Uh, I thought I was going to be slick. I tried. I thought Ryan, you know him. I thought Ryan was, Ryan had a bye week. He's the two seed. I'm the three seed. I thought that he was going to take the week off, not pay attention. So I was going to try and get greedy. And I, I, I tried to pick up Elijah Moore and Ezekiel Elliott. I put Elijah Moore as my first waiver priority. Ryan picked up Zeke. 
I started Gabriel Davis thinking he was going to have a great day. He puts up zero points. Ezekiel Elliott puts up 29.5 points. I lose by 28.5 points. Now, after a, a, a loss like this, or do you go into the offseason already determining you have to clean house and mm. make a couple tough decisions and your analytics department? Uh, the problem with me is, is that... Or do you just look at this and say, over the big body of work... We're still the big dogs. We still we're run still the big shit, dogs. We'll be, fine. we'll be okay. Um, unfortunately, like for my for my seasons, it's not like unless unless like last year I missed the playoffs for the first and only time. Last year I can't really see one thing that happened as to why I didn't make the playoffs. But every other time when there's a loss, there's one glaring decision that I make that cost me the season like I remember one year I made a trade at the beginning of the season um and I dropped Alvin Kamara in the in as as a guy in the trade you know how that went lost in the playoffs to Alvin Kamara um you hate to see it that one that was his rookie year though obviously I would have never dropped him since then and then uh I was looking to go back to back um championships I was in the championship game and Josh Kelly was on the waiver wire, and I was like, ah, the guy, Austin Eckler's going to play. The guy's not going to pick up Josh Kelly. Austin Eckler, late scratch, picks up Josh Kelly, 30-burger on me, and I lost. And then there's That's a this tough one. one, though. You don't expect that Not to, to mention there was two times, I believe, in the playoffs. I know one, but at least two times where I've less, lost by less than a full point. All right, so you're you've been doing pretty much over a large sample size uh, enough to win, and there's been some absolutely. Bad there's come your way. there's yeah. always lessons to be learned this year for me, and I, maybe I have to learn this lesson a few times. It's just you're not going to play the guys on your bench, so clear them off, pick up Zeke, start them. That situation. But aside from that, I just had a terrible gambling weekend, and I was terrible at picks. So, without further ado, would you like me to recap the picks? Yeah, let's do it. All right, you and I both got the Packers wrong. You and I both got the Texans wrong. You and I both got the Broncos right. You got Casey wrong. I got the Dolphins wrong. You're at one and three this past week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I did the same. You're at 22 and 32. You're 10 games under 500. I'm at 26 and 23. I need to have a good week this week. I'm three games over 500. Sperm Bank went to eight and five. Um, not saying anything. Um. Let's make some picks this week. Neither of us won. You won the week before, so I'll let you lead us off again. Well, I'm going to make this short, sweet, and to the point because we both said it earlier in the podcast. Uh, I'm taking the Giants uh, minus the five and a half. Or, uh, plus the five and a half. Plus the five and a half. The if, oh, God. If Tommy DeVito was ever favored in the NFL, Jesus No, I just Christ. said it wrong. Obviously, the, <laughs> obviously the Saints are five and a half point home favorites. But I'm going to yeah, definitely take the Giants plus the five and a half. Uh, listen, they're, they're, uh, they're playing good football right now. And we talked about how bad the Saints have been. And this game against the Panthers past, this past Sunday should not deter you from looking at the large sample size, which is a pretty bad team. I got to be Although honest. Their defense is good. Where is this game? In New Orleans. I'm switching my pick. Oh, all right. Yeah. I think the I think in the dome that defense is pretty good. And I, I think that they're gonna get after Tommy DeVito a little bit. Um not to say I'm I don't love him. And I don't and I don't love you, but I'm just I'm gonna have to do it. I'm sorry. 
It's fine, man. It's fine. I, I, I'm taking it with the spread. I don't necessarily expect the Giants to win this game. No, hell but, no. but I, I could see something like 17-14, something like that. Yeah, that's that's. I, I think New Orleans is. It feels like it feels like to me, New Orleans is going to cover the spread. It's like we look at it and we're like, New Orleans sucks. Yes, they suck, but they don't suck as bad as the Giants. It's one of those things. Um, okay, for me, what do you got? Oh, sorry, you're leading us off. My bad. Uh, you won two weeks ago. Give me Jets, Dolphins. Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins, eight and a half point home favorite. I'm going to take those Dolphins. Uh, they have the Jets number. I think their offense is going to figure it out, even with Tyreek out. Um, their offense is still explosive, explosive enough. Listen, Zach Wilson, good job against um, the really, you know, a, a, a Texans team that maybe was playing above, punching above their their competition's weight. Um, I, in all honesty, brother, I think that the Jets they had their moment in the sun last week, and I think it's going to come crashing down. So give me the Dolphins. All right, that sounds good. Um, for me. I got the Dolphins as well. I, I just think, I, I don't is is Tyreek Hill one hundred percent out? I'm not sure yet. I don't know. I don't think they've even announced it yet. Yeah, that's the only problem with us doing this shit on Wednesdays is the is the injuries. But we'll make do. Yeah, but other people make picks on Fridays, and the official injury report doesn't have to be submitted until Sunday before the game. So. Of course. Um, I'm going with the Dolphins as well. For me, it's they're down in Miami. They're at home. Jets are coming off a win. Um, and the Dolphins need a win, obviously, to um, stave off the Bills. So I'm, I'm think the Dolphins are going to go out and dominate and make a couple changes. All right, out of market games, what do you got? I got the uh, Vikings at Cincinnati. Uh, uh, you son of a bitch. That's, <laughs> that just gives away my sperm bank pick of the week there. <laughs> All right, I, well, I think you the know Vikings are done. Your, yeah, if it's your sperm bank, I'm taking the Bengals. So if it's your sperm bank, obviously you should lead the analysis on this one. No, I mean, for me, it's like after watching what Browning did and just watching the Vikings completely fall apart with whoever their quarterback is. I don't even know who's playing. Don't care. Nick Mullins. Yeah, this this spread should be. I think this, and I'm not sitting here saying the Bengals are a great team, but I think this spread should be more like another point, another maybe, maybe even go up to six. Crazy to say. I just don't think you can give Jake Browning that much respect. Of course not, and that's why the spread's not there. But this is the type of game where I'm going to stare at it, and I might bet an alternate spread. Okay, well, everybody, there's your sperm bank for my fourth and final pick. I'm going to go to Seattle. Um, on Monday night football, the Eagles are in Seattle. Um, they're a three and a half point road favorite. I, I know they've been struggling, but I still feel really good about Philly. Um, they've had two really tough opponents, but we mentioned Seattle has not been playing well. Was, uh, that groin, that, sorry, what, what were you going to say? Uh, I was just asking what the spread was on that game. Cause I'm writing these down. It's three and a half. Three and a half, yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know if it's Drew Locke or a compromised Geno Smith uh, with that groin injury that obviously he didn't play the, the San Fran game. Um, but I think the Eagles get back on track, and they win this game, and uh, and they happily cover the spread. Um, so give me the Eagles. Okay, I like that. I like that pick. I'm staring at the Dallas game, but I just feel like that's two balls. You have a pick. That's a yeah. Because I wanted to go Buffalo, just because I feel like it might be a letdown game for the for the old boys. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, I, I, I let me let me be honest with you, folks. I had Philly written down, and now for me, it's like with Seattle on the road. That's a hefty spread. I think the Eagles might be able to get away with like a two point win. They might not be able to cover that spread. It's like, am I gonna take? Am I gonna go against all of my usual things here and take the Raiders minus three on Thursday night? Oh, that's that's so hard to do. Liking Anto- just because I love Antonio Pierce, and I know you do too. Of course. Is C.J. Stroud playing this week? That's yet another question. Yeah, we don't know. This is this is the process. I'm just going to let everybody behind the curtain for another 10 seconds here. <laughs> um, give me the Rams. Okay. Give me the Rams. Give me the Rams minus six and a half in the in the playoff hunt. I think the uh, I think the Commanders are beaten down. Yeah. And the Rams are at home, high flying. I, I think that they can cover this spread. I think that they're going to make a – not that you need to in the NFL, but I think that they're going to make a statement win. All right. I mean, the Rams have been playing good football. Um, all right, man. Another week down. We're heading into week 15. Like, Where in the hell has time gone? Where's the year? time gone, man? It's crazy. It is crazy. It really we got, is. We got a lot to talk about, bro. We got a lot to talk about. We still got to do our college football preview. We're probably just going to fold basketball. that into college basketball preview. Excuse me. It's late here. <laughs> Um, which we're probably going to fold into a podcast with the one and only Will Smith, the Fresh Prince. And then we also have um, NBA check-in, and we have a big golf pod. We have like a two-part golf pod, basically, where we talk rollback and we talk um, live. So we got a hell of a lot going on. We got a lot going on. And listen, we Is are Is Yamamoto, make- by the way, emergency pod worthy? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. I mean, he's being talked about as one of the best pitchers already in the league when he signed. So, and if he comes to the Yankees, obviously the the team that we have the most vested interest in, that's definitely worthy of uh, of an emergency pod. If he goes anywhere else, we'll probably just mention it in the rundown. The golf one is fascinating. The world of of golf right now is it, there's a lot going on, and with all the content that I'm trying to consume, um, you know, we obviously want to get primarily your thoughts and opinions on the two situations, but I want to make sure that I'm as prepared as possible to, uh, to give my thoughts as well uh, and, and how to ask you the best questions. So we got a lot going on with that. And yeah, the sports calendar, I mean, soon bro in three weeks, we will have the college football playoff too. So a lot, a lot is cooking right now on our pod. 100% man. I'm looking forward to it. Everybody don't know when we'll be talking to you, but we'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy your night. Take care, everybody.